I'm so excited about the move of God, and I had to fight back tears watching that, man. <laughs> but God is so good, and um, I just want to thank leadership, walking with me through this process, trusting me to speak to such an amazing group of people. I love y'all, y'all family. So I want to get started off today by jogging your memory. I want you to raise your hand if you remember crazy, noisy, loud. This event was meant to challenge us as a family, to cause us to make some noise and get loud for our families and to let you know that we are right there in the trenches with you. What about get in the game? Which was all about getting out of the stands and stepping into the action, even if you take a few hits. Now, are you ready to make some waves? I said, are you ready to make some waves? Today, we are grabbing our boogie boards because the waves are high and perfect for surfing. Somebody scream, surf's up! <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Have you ever gotten a kid around some water? Just think about it for a second. It might cause you to giggle, right? I mean, I remember with my kids, I'm trying to get to the perfect table. I'm trying to put the sunscreen on all of them, do the last-minute bathroom checks, all while they're steady pulling away, trying to get to the water. It's time for us in our spiritual walks to run to the water, just like a child, and make some waves. God wants to pour out rivers of living water and fill us with his presence, his anointing, and his power. When we are overflowing with the word, and knowledge of God, it should pour out of us and splash all over somebody else. Our teaching focus for families this summer is to teach them to be intentional. That's one of my favorite words, if you know me. Intentional and purposeful about what they are doing because what you do or don't do today can change the world around you, either positively or negatively. God created each one of us to be a wave maker. So we're going to start off today with something in education that we call a temperature check. I want you to rate yourself. Do it in your head. You don't have to share with all of us. Do it in your head. But I want you to rate yourself. Be honest because it's just you and God. Be honest about how ready you are today in this moment to make waves for Christ. Are you a one, excited and overjoyed, like, yeah, sign me up for that? Are you a two, happy and ready to explore what God has in store for you? Maybe you're a three, curious as you watch the move of God from afar. Maybe you're a four. Not sure if this is for you, but you're willing to listen. What about a five? Right now, you just feel alone. Like nobody's standing with you, so why would you do that? And you feel you have nothing inside of you to offer to somebody else. 
if you're a six, you're thinking, she must be talking about somebody else. I mean, I'm sure there is someone else in this room more qualified sitting over there. Maybe you are paralyzed by fear of the unknown. Maybe you're an eight. You're just tired, and you can't think about adding one more thing to your plate. Or maybe you're a nine. Maybe you're in over your head, and all you want to do is get out of here. This check-in should tell you something about where you are right now. But the good thing is, you can always grow past where you are right now. I mean, even if you're a one, in education, we call this having a growth mindset. How many of you got a growth mindset in here today? You ready to grow past where you are right now? You got to figure out where you are so that by his spirit, you can figure out where he wants to take you. So, surf's up. Are you ready to make waves? When God gave me this title, it was immediate, like, yeah, that's it. (laughs) For surfers, the phrase surfs up means the waves are high and perfect for surfing. True surfers drop everything, and I mean everything. They drop everything and run to the water because they are so excited to catch the perfect wave. I'm here to tell you today that we are the surfers that God left behind to introduce the world to him, to introduce somebody in this very room to him, to introduce someone in our schools to him, in the grocery store to him. Our goal here at Grace and as a family life team is to get you so plugged in to the life-giving spirit and power of Christ that you make waves without even trying. So, Grace, I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you ready to make waves? If so, let me hear you say, surf's up. That's right. We're going to be true surfers for Christ. The first thing we have to do is run to the water. Run, not walk. Like that child, remember that child in the beginning. Run to the water and catch the wave because you have always had the potential to make waves. I want to start out by asking you, why should you catch the wave? What is she talking about? What does this have to do with me? Why? Knowing your why is what will inspire you when the going gets tough to get back on your board and catch the next wave. So the importance of catching the wave is so that you are constantly growing spiritually. Your why is because God created you. And if I say so myself, he is an amazing creator. He didn't make no mistakes. God created you for a purpose, a purpose that you are constantly, by his spirit, the wave, growing into. And unlike kinder through 12th grade, as believers in Christ, we should be lifelong learners as we catch the wave in the move of God. So, 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, we've heard it many different times. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. I'm going to say that again. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. So I want you to take a second because future means something different to each and every one of us. What does the word future mean to you? Are you only living for today or are you living intentionally today so that you have a better tomorrow? In God's eyes, we always have a good future to look forward to. So we should be living today connected to the water if we want to have that future. What about the word hope? What does it mean to you? What would you do if you didn't have hope? Think about the opposite. What it would look like living a life disconnected from the hope of Christ. (laughs) That's right, baby. (laughs) Oxford Dictionary says hope is, is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. But this is the part that stood out for me. Or a feeling of trust. So do you believe in and trust in God's future plans for you? Because in order to catch the wave, you have to believe that God has a perfect plan for you. And you have to trust that his good plans are for your future. And you have to believe that even though They haven't happened yet. No matter how old you are, they haven't happened yet. Everything that you are experiencing right now is preparing you, whether it's a negative or a positive experience, for God's future. So thinking back on Jeremiah 29 and 11, We can trust God and have hope for our future because God created the plan. Can I have somebody say that? God created the plan. And because he created the plan, we already have the potential to not only catch the wave, but also to make waves through the power of Christ, which, by the way, he's given us. So somebody say, no excuses, surf's up. Now, for all of my science people, I'm not, I teach music. So if I get this wrong, all of my science people, I want you to raise your hand if you've heard of the terms potential energy and kinetic energy. Right, right. So this ball right here, has energy stored up inside of it. You have potential energy stored up inside of you. But this ball doesn't turn into kinetic energy until you let it go. (laughs) It turns into moving energy because you let it go. 
That ball can be used in many different ways. But it's not used for its purpose until you let it go. So wave makers, you have all the potential you need living inside of you. You just got to be willing to unleash it. Picture this. Jesus recruited the disciples. When he recruited them, he knew the potential they had to make waves. He knew their potential, God's future plans, and he trusted hope in God's plans that once they caught the wave, they could and would be transformed into wave makers. Matthew 4, 18 through 20 says, One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. So Grace, how did the disciples catch the wave? You can answer. I'm a teacher. I'm used to it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They left their nets at once. You guys are absolutely right. They got up. They left their nets. They followed him. So to catch the wave, they had to leave behind what they already knew and what they already understood. Even as fishermen, the disciples had the potential to catch the wave. But it wasn't until they put their hope into action or motion that they actually caught the wave. So I want to ask you, how are you putting your faith into motion? When presented with the opportunity to do more and be more, to leave what they knew, they jumped with excitement to follow the one who had the vision. They ran towards the water, surfs up. The waves are high and perfect for surfing. So for my people whose temperature check was low, remember, you don't have to answer. Or for those who felt depleted, overwhelmed, I've been there. Or not good enough to share Christ. It's important that you know that age doesn't matter here. And as a matter of fact, neither does experience. You can catch the wave at any time. The Bible is full of people who caught the wave at different times in their lives. It's full of people who gained their experience in the midst of being obedient to his will. And because of God's spirit, because they were obedient to his will, God's spirit was with them. Their obedience to trust in the future plans that God had for them is why we read about them today. They weren't perfect, and even in times of disobedience, when they strayed, when they drifted, when they found themselves stagnant and just floating, they still got back on their boards and caught the next wave. For example, as a teenager, Joseph had visions of the future that God had planned for him. And even through being lied on and imprisonment, he followed God 
He did everything in excellence and gave God the glory for it all. Ruth, a widow in her 20s, wanted to catch the wave so badly that she left her people. And because she chose to follow Naomi and serve her God, she became a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Noah was over 500 years old when God called him to build the ark. Even though people laughed at him, he didn't let that stop him or influence him from becoming the wave maker that God called him to be. Moses was around 80 when God called him to lead a great nation out of slavery. Even though he couldn't speak very well and was a murderer, God still trusted him and met him face to face. So I want to ask you, why did Moses catch the wave? Why did God call him? God called Moses because he heard the cry of his people praying to be rescued from captivity. So I ask you today, who might need you to catch the wave? Who is praying right now to be rescued, to be seen, to be shown a better way? There's someone out there right now, maybe even in this room, and all they know is darkness. It's time to catch the wave. Remember, surf's up. What you do today can change the world around you. Potential energy is stagnant until it's let go. I challenge you today to get connected, strike up new conversations, commit to spiritual growth, dig deeper in your faith, get some accountability partners. But uh, whatever you do, don't get to the edge of the water and not go in. Paddle out and catch the wave. Lisa Nichols, one of the world's most requested motivational speakers, in her interview, listen to this title, Rescuing Yourself, Overcoming Fear, and Finding Success by Serving Others. She tells us that our brains are actually hardwired to keep us safe, that they are actually programmed to keep us from doing things that might put us in danger. So even though something might be good for you, your brain can flag it as dangerous. She goes on to say that many people never fly because they get to the edge of the cliff and turn around. So don't get to the edge of the water and turn around. Your spirit and your flesh, they're always going to be at odds. Don't forfeit the life of abundance that God has for you because your brain tells you you're too afraid or too tired, not qualified, or that things never change. Catch the wave. Where are my people watchers at? (laughs) Ever watch somebody at the pool? I have a question for you. If you're watching online in the room, are you a toe dipper or a cannonballer? I mean, you've been to the pool, right? And you got those people who they just going to dip their toe in. They just want to see what the water feels like. And if it don't meet their standards, they out of there. But the cannonballers, they go all in, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a toe dipper or a cannonballer. 
But I want to ask you, which one helps you adapt to the temperature of the water the fastest? Cannonball, that's right. How many waves does dipping your toe in the water make? Hey, you said it. Y'all, cannonballers make waves. And guess what? Their waves splash everybody around them. And if you've ever been splashed or seen someone been splashed, then you know most people have one of two reactions. They either laugh and splash back, and end up having fun, or they complain and leave the water. So surf's up. The waves are high and perfect for surfing. Don't be afraid to make a splash. So I want to ask you, what does it mean to spiritually make a splash? Have you ever gotten a child in the car after school? What do they do? Oh, start talking? Right. Well, mine, she spills it all. I mean, just like rivers of living water, words are flowing from her mouth because she is so excited to share everything that she saw today, heard, and learned. So when was the last time that you were excited to share the knowledge, revelations, or even your life with somebody else. When Jesus recruited the disciples, he made a splash by simply starting a conversation. He was out walking on the seas of the shore, and he saw them, and he said, come, follow me. And just like that, he made a splash, and they caught the wave. John 7, 38, 39 says, on the final and climactic day of the feast, Jesus took his stand. He cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way, just as the scriptures say. How are you splashing people around you? Believe it or not, I can be antisocial. That's why I said, believe it or not. But man, you get me to talking about something that I'm passionate about, and I won't stop. This verse is telling us, though, that we can't make a splash if we're empty. You can't go surfing if you're not connected to the water. Right. <laughs> if you are trying to surf on dry land, then it's time to run to the water. Run to the water. John 7, 38 says, when we are in this place, this is for our, my people who was a seven, eight, or nine. John 7, 38 says, when we are in this place, we should come to him and drink. Soak up his presence wherever you can. Worship, prayer, studying the Bible. This morning I was singing and dancing in my bathroom. Through fellowship with one another. Guys, fellowship is important. We weren't created to serve God alone. We weren't created to walk this out on our own. We were created to get filled up by catching the wave and then soaking everyone around us. Proverbs 27, 17 says, 
it takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. And so one person sharpens the character of another. No one should be dry when they leave your presence because his spirit is inside of you. With each interaction, you're sharpening the blade. Making a splash is intentional and on purpose. It's powered by the spirit of God living inside of you. Not by my spirit, not by my power, not by my might, but by his spirit, by his power, by his might. So remember the ball, Grace, it's time to let it go. Unleash the spirit of God inside of you. Remember the cliff, it's time to jump off. Unleash the potential because in the body of Christ, we get on the job training. If we aren't making a splash, the Bible says we are dimming our light. The world doesn't need any dim lights right now. Matthew 5, 15 through 16 says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. If you pay an electric bill, you know how crazy that sounds. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Jesus was our example. He hit the waves daily, making a splash. This is what is so good about the example of Jesus Christ. He allowed his disciples to walk with him, to eat with him, and to sleep under the same roof. By doing this, he was teaching them how to do the same thing and how to support those that one day would follow them. You have to let people in and enter into other people's worlds as well. Getting connected in the body of Christ is so vital for you to make a splash. I want you to picture rowing rapids in your brain right now. They splash everything around them. So what kind of water trail do you want to leave behind? You were created to leave behind a water trail. So surf's up. The waves are high and perfect for surfing. I want you to finish this for me. When the going gets tough, I knew y'all could do it. I knew y'all wouldn't leave me hanging. I think. Right. Oh, we got a scripture coming too. That's right. Good. Reach for the moon, and if you fall short, you'll land among the stars. The only way to leave a trail of water behind you is that every time you get knocked down, you get back on your board, you paddle out to sea, and you catch the next wave. This is your legacy of being a wave maker and your potential to cause a ripple effect. It is the call of each generation to pass down what they know to the next generation. So think about this. Make some noise if you've heard Duck Duck Goose. What about the cootie shot? (laughs) Patty cake. This is the song that never ends. Y'all can thank me for that later. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There we go. Right. This is what it looks like to leave a legacy. This is what causing a ripple effect looks like. The fact that you knew that means somebody was on their job. After Jesus died, the same man, the same men that, had, that he had so much promise for stopped believing in themselves. They went back to fishing. But Jesus found them on the beach and inspired them to not lose sight of their life of making waves. He inspired them to not lose sight of their potential. He told them, surf's up. The waves are high and perfect. Thank you. But think about this. What if Jesus had given up after praying for the cup to be taken away from him? What if Paul and Silas, after being beaten and thrown in jail, decided to sit there and sulk? If you don't know the rest of that story, they worship God. And I'm pretty sure they were in pain. But they worship God to the point that the doors of the prison cells were open, not just theirs, but everyone's. What if Noah let the naysayers get to him and decided not to build the ark? What if Jonah continued to pout inside of the well? (laughs) What happens if we give up, if we decide to turn around when we get to the shore? Remember why God called Moses? He heard the cries of his people. Jesus had to go back to that beach because the disciples needed to know it was vital for them to catch the wave. So surf's up. The waves are high and ideal for surfing. What will you do with what you've heard today? Someone in the room needs you to catch the wave, to commit to spiritual growth, to get some accountability of partners to continually let the rivers of living water flow from you. Someone in your house needs you to catch the wave. The next generation needs someone in here to walk with them and to help them walk out their purpose and stand strong in their faith. There are more people here that can pray, that can teach, that can sing, that can lead. Remember, your potential has always been inside of you. You won't always get to see the impact of your ripple effect. But know that positively or negatively, what you do today is changing the world around you. So I want to leave you with this. No matter what your temperature check was, there will always be something that tries to knock you off the board. But remember, this is God's promise to those who are avid surfers. And this is why we need each other. When you splash someone, this is what you're saying. Isaiah 41.10 says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I know who God is. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I didn't cry. 
somebody ought to make some waves in this place right now. Somebody ought to be excited to make a ripple effect. Somebody ought to be excited to make a splash. Maybe from this point on, we can get away from the toe tipping into the water to cannonballing. Anybody in this place? I'm not going to preach, but I'm just going to tell you a few things that God is. He's not only a way maker, but he's a wave maker. <laughs> he's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's light in the darkness. He's that voice that continues to call you out into the water, even though you may not want to come. You may not feel like you're adequate enough. You may not feel efficient. You may not feel knowledgeable. You may feel all those things, but he is calling you to the water. He's calling you because deep cries out to deep. And I believe that God wants to do a mighty move in what Pastor Whitney has shared. Let's give her another hand for that word that she shared today. And if you received it, as we call the prayer team down right now, we want you to take that first step in catching the wave. You may say, hey, I've heard the voice of God. He, he's spoken it over my life. He's, he's, he's shouted some things to me because I wasn't listening for a long time. He's beginning to say it loud enough for me to hear it. And now he wants you to move. But the first thing you have to do is take a step. Amen. So you need, we're calling all the people that need to come and catch the wave, the need to be inspired, to move forward, to make a splash in life because surf's up. And we're believing it for you right now in your life. And the Lord is speaking to me right now, and I, I will say this for someone in the room, that the Lord has been calling you for a long time. And, and people say, hey, that, Pastor A, that could be anybody. You're absolutely right. Because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone because God called me as a teacher and a pastor but he gives me prophetic statements. <laughs> so I'm just being obedient right now. He's saying that he's been speaking to you for quite a long time. And because of your feeling of inadequacies, you've been waiting to be ready before you take the step forward. God is saying that he didn't call you for you to be ready. He called you to him. If you're waiting till you're ready, you could be waiting a long time. I'll give you a personal testimony. My wife and I said, you know what? We're going to save up $10,000 before we have our first kid. And then we'll be ready. <laughs> we saved up the $10,000 and daycare ate that up the first six months. <laughs> what? We were saying we were going to wait until we were ready. God didn't call you to be ready. He called you to be obedient. He called you to trust him at his word. He called your name. And now he needs you to respond in obedience. Even in your, in your feeling or your thought process of inadequacy. He's calling you right now. So come on down to the altar. As the Lord speaks to us this morning, we invite you. The worship team is going to worship and we're going to close. So as you sit in the seat of worship right now and think about the word that's been spoken this morning, the word of God that's spoken through the conduit of our children's pastor, soak this in right now because serves up. Come